Welcome back to the Sticks Golf Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tom Crow, and this week on the tales of our big match in South Carolina, we are talking to Bryson Nimmer. He is a four-time ACC first-team All-American, as well as the ACC Player of the Year in 2018-2019 season. He was also the ACC Rookie of the Year his freshman year and is second in all-time scoring for Clemson behind only Doc Redman. He's also a Swing U ambassador, which, as always, our podcast is brought to you by Swing U. Strokes gain statistics aren't just for PGA Tour players anymore. Swing U Versus gives golfers of every skill level the easiest-to-use strokes gained app in the world. Choose your target handicap from plus 6 to 30 and get back a relative handicap for every part of your game, including driving, approach, short game, bunker play, and putting. You also get a number one game improvement priority after each round with a personalized drill from a top 100 teacher. You know exactly where to focus your limited practice time and dramatically lower your scores. Versus takes only seconds to input after each hole or a few minutes in the clubhouse after a round. Get a tour player level stat program as well as wind speed, elevation, plays like distance, shot tracking, and club recommendations when you visit swingu.com. Guys, seriously, I inputted my first round the other day, and I'm absolutely addicted to it. Go download the app. It'll help you lower your scores. And with that, let's get to the pod. Hi, Bryson. Welcome to the Sticks Golf Podcast. And uh, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us, but also thanks for having us out to Berkeley Hall last month. That was by far our best match and like our best video. So I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm wrapping up the uh, the second half of it, like literally as we speak. No doubt. I watched it. It was sweet. It's that was really nice. good. Back nine's awesome. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm yeah, so excited sweet. for the back nine. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to just start off with just talking a little bit of Clemson golf. And uh, I know we we talked a little bit about it when we, we played the other day. So Larry Penley, 10 ACC championships, 37-time national championship appearances as a head coach. Um, and now we've got the new, you know, Coach Bird coming in, and he's taken over. And I just wanted to ask, like, do you think there's going to be, like, a different sort of, like, style of coaching now that Larry's gone and the Birds coming in, like where are the difference in idiosyncrasies between those two coaches? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's definitely going to be different. Um, it's Coach Penley was obviously very old school. Um, he was, you know, there was only an elite few of those guys that were still around. You know, you had Herbie at Kent State, uh, Coach Holder that was at Oklahoma State, Penley, and then uh, McGraw, I think, that was at Baylor. Yep. And, there wasn't a whole lot of those guys left and Finley was kind of one of the last ones to go. And, um, I just, I don't think anybody will ever be like that again, really. It's just, we're in a different time now in the world and everybody's a little different and coach bird. He's awesome, but totally different. I mean, he's a lot more, I'd say more knowledgeable about like the golf game now as compared to then I'd say back then it was more about just like 
athleticism, just step up, hit the ball, you know, didn't worry about working out and all that kind of stuff. And then now obviously the game's changed. So, uh, he's a lot more in tune with that. And I think he's going to do a good job of that. Um, that being said, I mean, I think there's a lot of things he learned from coach Finley that'll help him as well. Um, kind of holding on to some of the, you know, don't fix what's not broken kind of stuff. And, uh, just let the guys do what they need to do to play well. Yeah. And then, so your four years while you were there, obviously you had Penley and Bird. So was Bird kind of like in the background, like definitely more in tune with you guys doing your workouts and mapping out golf courses and stuff like that? Was that kind of his role as the assistant coach? Definitely. Yeah. That was yeah. his like whole thing. I mean, he was a lot bigger on, uh, we did like decade um, with Scott yep. Fawcett. That was all Coach Bird. Um, he's a lot more involved with workouts. Coach Penley never worked out with us. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I would have yeah. paid money to see Not Coach Penley work out. I would have too, but that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So the decade stuff, that's like if it, if you're, you got a hazard right, a bunker, you have to aim like this far left of a certain flag and like stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of so it's all stats based. It's based off strokes gain numbers, and basically, uh, it's just giving you like a definite spot to aim at on every shot, uh, whether it be tee shots, approach shots, and you know, so on. So uh, even layup shots, I think it'll give you a number. Yeah, I I learned a version of it, and it's it makes a lot of sense. It's like I had a tough time doing it every single shot on a round of golf, but I I like the like conceptually, it made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to – I think if you're, you know, at a higher level or you're better than scratch, I think it's a lot of stuff that you just kind of do anyways. I think, you know, you got water left and a tuck left pin, you're not going to aim at it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so I'm going to brag a little bit on you. I hope you don't mind. But just coming – like kind of thinking in my mind, like the players that have come out of Clemson like in recent years, you've got yourself – four-time ACC first-team All-American, as well as four-time All-ACC academic team. And I know how fucking hard that is because I had to do it too. <laughs> that shit is not easy to do. Uh, so congrats on that. And then ACC Player of the Year in 2018-19 season, ACC Rookie of the Year, your freshman year, second in scoring average, only to Doc, who only played two years mm-hmm. and didn't even count. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you have Doc, who you know, USAM champ. He's had a number of top five finish on the PGA Tour, including the T two at Palmetto. And now you've got yeah. this fucking kid, Turk Pennett, or what is that, Turk? Yeah, Pettit. Pettit. Wins, wins NCAA's, and then last week wins on the Form Tour. So what yep. the fuck are y'all eating down there <laughs> that <laughs> is making y'all like? What is happening? Like I'm confused. What is the secret sauce? Man, I think we, Tom, we talked about it. I think uh, when y'all were down here, it's just the environment. Um, I think when you put a lot of guys that have talent around each other and you get that kind of gear in motion of competitiveness, I think you just feed off of each other. I mean, we all ended up being there at the same time at one point. Um, Doc would come back around. Turk was up there. Uh, we also had like Carson Young was there. Corbin Mills was around. Yeah. Coleman Self, the one and only. The one and only Coleman <laughs> Self. I actually played with him uh, somewhere. And I love that kid so much. Kid's got a hell of a golf swing, too. So good. But uh, I think it's just, you know, you want to beat each other and you push each other to get better. And um, it takes – I don't think every program has that. I don't think uh, – it takes a lot of guys buying in to wanting to get better. Yeah. And you guys with the – I remember – 
your schedule was kind of like weird. I just remember like you guys would play in all of these like really high ranking like college tournaments, all that kind of stuff. But then you'd always also always kind of go play in that like the Furman event and you just go win by like seven. That's, that's where we do. That's where we'd see Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, was that like a coaching move by Larry? Just be like, let me give these guys as much confidence as I can going into like a run of events. Just go, let's go beat the shit out of like all these. Oh, yeah. level D1 let's teams. go meet Temple. And and just go, like, tear ass. <laughs> well, he coach Finley always told us that he had a different reason. He said that, I guess, you know, in college golf, they have the 500 rule. Yeah. And um, you've got to, be above 500 on the season against the teams you play against in regular season to be able to go to a regional. So um, that's what he said it was, but it never ended up really needing for us to need to go to the small ones to do that. Yeah. But uh, that's, Dude, that's what he told us. I think I was just overkill and it just, it just crushed the old, uh, old temple house. <laughs> yeah. I think he just liked us going and showing people that we were good. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, go play on the talk. dormant dead Bermuda that you can't <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go play it for you under. Yeah. Uh, place was, place was Out of everywhere you guys there. went for your whole your whole career, what was your favorite event that you went to? It might be best golf course, best field, best environment overall. What was the, what was your favorite? Um, I think overall, um, we did Bandon Dunes twice, which was pretty sick. Who hosted that, that one? Was I, no, actually, it was Gonzaga. Sure. So they're over in Seattle, but they would come over and host it out at Bandon. Nice. That's it was sweet. Sick. Best best breakfast in college. Really? No doubt. Oh, yeah. No, Hands no powdered eggs. When you're going to no rank a college event, you got to go food number one. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe then good golf course accommodations, yeah. and then we'll throw a field in there, I guess, too. But that's if they got to, I mean, if you're near the beach, too, that, that ranks pretty high. It might go like food, location, yeah. golf course. See, I thought you were going to say Puerto Rico because, like, yeah. one, you got to play in the Puerto Rico Open because of it. And two, you got to go gamble afterwards because there was a casino. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is true. That was allegedly, like easy allegedly, right? <laughs> yeah, allegedly. That, yeah. Allegedly. Whatever. We don't, Tom, we don't do that. That was just you. No. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's fine. We're not going to talk about that anymore, I guess. We'll move nope. on. Um, so this past year, you won the local I, IQ tour money list. Now tell us, like, I, I so I, my understanding of that tour was because of like the COVID stuff, the borders got locked down from like the McKenzie mm-hmm. tour and Latin. So that was kind of the PGA tours, a kind of I guess answer to that. Is that is that kind of correct? Yeah, they they kind of got put in a tough spot. Um, so Canada obviously locked the border down. We couldn't go up there. Latin America had some countries that would let them come and some that wouldn't uh, just based off like where they played each event. And then China, obviously, they completely got rid of the tour. Yeah. So um, literally, I mean, it left. I guess, shoot, there's 100 and 156 guys on each tour playing every week. So that's what, 400, about 450 guys that um, basically were out of the job, nowhere to play. So they came up with this tour, um, local IQ. It was the top 60. So you even like, it wasn't even everybody. It was just the top 60 from each of the tours. And, um, we played, I think we played eight events total just right here in the Southeast. Yeah. And then obviously you went, went ahead and played pretty damn well, but I think it's kind of crazy that you're like the way that they kind of did that, because I mean, it kind of brought like the cream to the of, like cream of the crop to the top, I guess you should say. I mean, you had guys like our buddy Trace, 
Uh, he's mm-hmm. obviously playing well. You had Alex Smalley, who met, what was he, medalist in the USAM a couple years ago. Yeah. Justin, just, uh, yeah. and then our other buddy, Brandon Matthews, who just won Latin, you know, money list. So yeah. it was, it, you're definitely playing against like kind of the best group of that neck next version of guys coming out to like play professional golf. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I had, I know the first like five or six ones I played in. I mean, everybody I played with was a stud. So, I mean, it was cool. It was basically like playing college golf again. Cause it's like yeah. you're playing with the one guy from every team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was that's definitely a cool, cool thing they did. And like it, it's had to have been stronger field wise than any of those tours individually if you're just combining the best 120. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think that's a unique situation. Yeah. I think we even got like world rank points off like one or two of them. So <laughs> Jeez, okay. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So do you know at all if that tour is going to continue to like kind of be a thing or is it going to kind of dissolve into itself and just go back to Latin and Canada? Yeah, so I think uh, Latin obviously just happened. Brandon just won the yeah, points Brandon, list. Yeah, Brandon yeah. And um, so they'll continue that. And then obviously local IQ I think is done. But what we're doing right now with the form tour, form tour. here in the U.S., um, I think there's a good chance that could continue. Um, McKenzie tour will definitely come back. But, you know, we'll see going with form tour going forward. And obviously China's out. Yeah. yeah I don't, China's on the uh, end. I think no. it could come back, but it'll it'll be a little while. Yeah. So I know we briefly talked about this when we, I was down in South Carolina, but so you won the tour money list and you were kind of promised some starts, right? Yeah. So they gave me, um, it was weird. I mean, obviously with COVID, everything's, everything's crazy. Weird, yeah. But, um, they told me, I guess I was going to have the pick of the three tour events at the end. If you win the points list. So I picked Canadian open and then, um, that ended up getting canceled like two months after I picked it. So that was kind of put me in limbo. I didn't know where I was going to play. Um, I was lucky enough. I got an exemption into Puerto Rico anyways on my own. And then an exemption into Heritage on my own. And then um, it was kind of unfortunate the way it worked out. Um, I got into the Palmetto event right here down the road. And they ended up counting the Canadian event as that one. So it was uh, kind of, you oh, know, so it you got in anyway. And then they were like, well, that was, that was your event. Yeah. So I got in anyways. It's I kind of scummy. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to talk bad about anybody. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's tough. Wow. Uh, well, obviously that's not really slowing you down. Cause I mean, like you just said, you were able to play in three PGA tour events and then, you know, you had a nice little T3 at Auburn university club invitational mm-hmm. for the form tour event. So still playing yeah. really good golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's been solid. I mean, I obviously, you know, a lot of stats and score, keeping track of scores and everything and everything's really good right now. Just form tour. We only got eight events. So you just got to take it deep every week. Get yeah. After it. Us- using that right. swing you app. That's right, baby. Swing you, baby. Swing you. Charles. Charles better be listening. He better be. <laughs> um, so, like you said earlier, you know, you played in three PJ Tour events this year. Unfortunately, missed a cut at Heritage. Played pretty well at Puerto Rico, T39. Played pretty well at Palmetto, to T35. And you were, mm-hmm. you were a little bit – you were in a better spot than you ended up at, right? You were kind of in that, like, you are playing, and then you, did you drop a shot, like, at the very end of that round or something? Yeah, I actually – I was – I think I was like T20 or something. I doubled yeah. the last hole. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, obviously, you know, it's kind of steadily getting better and better, all of your finishes. And is that just kind of like a comfort level thing for you? Like, are you just getting more comfortable playing in front of those crowds in that, in that like kind of arena? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously in college and amateur golf, you play in front of a few people, but you get out here and like, you don't really have anybody watching you at these like mini tour events. And then you don't have anybody watching you at the lower level events. And then, they kind of like you get into that first tour event and like, yes, yeah, people come out to follow you and you're like, Oh wow. Like this is weird. Like I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. So, um, heritage, I think, well, Puerto Rico was fine. I didn't really have anybody down there obviously. So it was pretty normal, but then heritage being so close to home. I, I mean, I had probably three, 400 people out there walking was, and following. I was about to say, you probably uh, had an army. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I mean, I, I didn't think that nerves ever really affected me, but, yeah, they do. <laughs> Definitely. Is it more pressure when you get a cameraman run over and sit right behind you? Or is it when you have like just 200 people sitting on a tee box, which is worse, do you think? Honestly, I think like the thing that kind of shook me a little was like, obviously I, I played good the second round. I just played bad the first day. Yeah. And um, I hit it the first like two or three holes. I hit it down the side where all the fans were. And so like, you get over there and everybody crowds around you yeah and you're just like kind of standing there you're going through your process like getting your number and everything and it's like holy shit like all these people have their phones out everybody's <laughs> looking at me yeah. like <laughs> yeah if that's i do anything wrong great. right now it's going viral <laughs> yeah that's Dude, have, okay so i've always wondered this because obviously i've never you know played in a pga tour event i aspire to one day but i've yeah. never had like the crowds you know be around me is is the hosel at all in your mind because i would be i would be shitting myself like the old tiger shank it and kill somebody i mean i, I uh, wouldn't say that hosel as not, much right? as just like topping it or just like hitting a shitty shot that's the only yeah. thing i really could think about like i have nightmares thinking about that tiger woods commercial where they're yeah. all like around him like that is like that is my nightmare like I'm it's very, very much fan of 35 handicapper. <laughs> yes, I Next do. Time, I mean, hopefully, hopefully if you're teeing up in a tour event, the hosel's not on your mind. But yeah, um, hopefully fair. the game's sharp at that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we can always hope, right? Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> well, so you talked a little bit about um, you know playing in the heritage. I know you played you played the uh, the uh, players amateur, which has always had like a sponsorship into the the RBC heritage. Now, was that one of your kind of like favorite amateur events? I know it was your home course. It's kind of like a like a hometown thing for you. Like, it's like what was what did that event kind of mean for you back like when you were playing amateur golf? Yeah, it was it was really sick just because I mean, I thought it was awesome that you guys got to like come and see like my part of the world and like, you know, kind of where I play and practice and everything. And it was just sick because everybody loved it. Everybody liked Berkeley and just enjoyed being down here. I mean, obviously we go out in the boat and hang out in the neighborhood and everything. And a lot of the guys would go down to the beach and see Helton head a little bit. So yeah, I think it was just special besides the heat, the heat kind of sucked every year, but I'm um, glad you had that pool. We got to jump in. Exactly. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> so so sort of bouncing off that, like amateur golf definitely has a lot more of like a, not a community, but like you play in a whole summer, it's the same guys going to every event. You're usually staying with members. It's kind of like a, I don't know. There's just a different sort of atmosphere. Have you found that pro golf has the same sort of community around it? Have you found your group of guys that you're hanging out with and doing stuff with when you're not on the golf course? 
yeah it's definitely um you definitely have to meet like new people um i think you know it's not too bad obviously pro golf like there's a lot of good guys guys that you know you played amateur golf with and stuff and people you already knew but um yeah it was weird i mean i had a group of guys i hung out with in amateur golf and then I've got a whole different group of guys now that I hang out with in pro golf. You so. have a whole different group of ages and it's obviously you're out there doing it for a living. So you're maybe not sort of goofing off as much when you're not on the golf course and yeah, there's a little more mental. Yeah. I just always, for me, like, obviously I didn't play at the level you're at, but like I coming off of a pro round, it was always like a little more mentally taxing than playing amateur golf. And you weren't exactly looking to like, just go, you know, hang out by the pool for, the rest of the day at least i wasn't yeah it, just, it feels a little more like a business trip for sure than uh than like going to play the rice planters and just hanging out in charleston all day after after you go shoot definitely over but yeah that's yeah. uh that, that was just curious what your your take was on that for sure yeah i think it's it's totally different i mean you're you know kind of you still want to have fun and like enjoy it because you got to be out there three weeks in a row or something yeah. so you got to have a little bit of fun today too so you know it's, yeah and it is golf but but it is definitely more stressful. I mean, every yeah. putt's worth money now. So <laughs> yeah. I was just editing this, the the thing that y'all talked about on the T on number two. And you're like, yeah, like it, it just feels a little different playing golf as a professional. It just, it genuinely does. Like you just, you go tee it up yeah. and the money in the line. It's just, it's a, it's a whole different feeling, at least for a little bit. It is for sure. I, just, I think it goes away eventually, but I'm not oh, yeah. there yet. <laughs> yeah, it's still feeling a little funky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a perfect segue into like our the last little segment of our podcast, which is everybody, all the guests we have on, we ask them to recount and kind of explain the best shot they've ever hit in their professional career and the worst. How about even just tournament, tournament career since you're such a tournament career? Okay, tournament career. That's best, best shot you've ever hit in your best shot you've ever hit in a tournament. Worst shot you've ever hit in a tournament. Um, start with a good one. I'd probably say the good one. It was kind of a stretch of golf. It wasn't one shot in particular. Um, I started my senior year off pretty hot and played real well. And then I won three in a row, and the record at Clemson was four in a row. So we went to the Nike Intercollegiate, and I had to win to set that record going into the week. And I think I was like three back at the turn at Colonial. And um, I hard like the first four holes i had five holes left and i had to make like four birdies to win and i thought i had to make four birdies to win so i birdied like 14 15 17 and 18 and made like a 20 footer on the last hole thought it was a win and then a kid made like a 90 footer to beat me by one. No way. Oh, yeah. wow wow <laughs> who was so, it uh it was a kid uh chandler eaton from duke oh yeah he cashed it. Yeah, that kid can putt the shit out of the ball. Yeah, he rolls the rock. God. All right. Really? Now, now I want to get to my favorite one, which is the worst yeah. shot ever. <laughs> the worst shot. Um, it could be like a big situation where you just dumped one in the lake, or like just like an actual, just pure, just shank or bone or something. Like, like that... Curtis Thompson's answer to this was a he sky sliced a driver out of bounds <laughs> over a house. Like he said, when he said he went over a hundred yards out of bounds, that's and and that actually an event that I caddied in, so I knew the hole, and it was you can't there's no out of bounds right, and he somehow found it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so anything like that, uh, I'd say probably the worst as far as I think it was more the situation than the shot. But um, 
I played really good the first day at NCAAs one year at uh, Carson Creek. And then the second day, I was going into the second round with the lead. So there's a bunch of people around the tee box and stuff. I think I teed off 10 the second round. It's like a pretty tight par four, shit left, shit right. And just hit it like 30 yards in the shit right. Just <laughs> gone. <laughs> start the day. Oh, that was the first swing of the day? First swing out. Oh, oh man, that's tough. Yeah. Did, did that it set the down for a bad one or was it, did you rally it? I rallied it actually that round. I got it back and like maybe shot one over for the day. It wasn't bad. <laughs> that's wasn't tough. That like, all right, I'm winning NCAAs. It's all building to this. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't 18 tee shot at Carson just like pretty much impossible? It Yeah, it depended on the wind. If it was into the wind, like, yeah, if you couldn't fly the ball 280 in the air, you were not getting over the water. See, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember watching that round of golf on TV and just thinking like like there's 40% of college golfers wouldn't get it over the hazard. Yeah. And then the like water kind of crept in on the left and then there was trees on the right. So it was like Yeah. yeah it was not easy. Jesus. Well, I'm glad yeah, I didn't play that hard. <laughs> uh, we didn't make it. Not even close. Yeah, <laughs> not even close. I don't even think we made a regional that year. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> Never even had to think about it. Eighty percent of college golfers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Bryson. No. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. No doubt, boys. I enjoy it always. All right, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Peace. We'll talk to you soon. Uh-huh.